Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Matter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. We would like to welcome each of you to episode 41 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And uh, we're going to step away from Proverbs for a week. We have a special guest today. I'm going to let Pastor Tommy introduce him in just a moment. But uh, as you're sitting there, go ahead and share this. Get your friends involved and invite them to come be a part and uh, be a part of our Connecting Faith to Life podcast. You know, Pastor Tommy, personal evangelism is one of those things that we know as Christians that we should be doing but, you know, a lot of times we just miss the boat on that. So I think today it would be good if we could answer some questions about how we can do it, what it takes to make a difference in the lives of people that we come into contact with everyday life. And right now, especially, people have a lot of questions about life after death. So, uh, you know, that I think that would be an awesome thing. What do you think, Pastor? Yeah, so here we are. We're in the midst of this COVID-19 crisis. And you know, Trey, here at our church that we've been super focused this year on having mm-hmm. gospel conversations. We spent four weeks training our people here how to be better in, in sharing the gospel mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And then all this, all this happened, right? And now we uh, can't see our friends like we used to. We can't get out like we used to. And so how do we stay effective in sharing the gospel in these crazy times. And so we've got a guest today uh, that is going to help us to think through that. And a guest that, Great. that, that I admire, his name is Dr. James Merritt. And Dr. James Merritt has, uh, has been a pastor. How many years have you been a pastor now, Dr. Merritt? Well, let's see. This past December, I hit 43. Wow. 43 years. Awesome. So here's what I remember about Dr. Merritt. So I remember when I was growing up in high school in particular, every Sunday morning, my parents would have the TV on listening to Dr. Merritt. At that time, you were the pastor of First Baptist Snellville and uh, Touching Lies. Mm-hmm. Name, and mm-hmm. still, you're still broadcasting through Touching Lies. Isn't that correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. And, and so I remember I, I had a great home church. I had a great pastor growing up. But I remember listening to Dr. Merritt. And here's what I remember about listening to Dr. Merritt in, in high school. One, he actually preached through the Bible, which Amen. was really cool. Amen. And not only did he preach the Bible, I could actually understand it. That's I mean, he, two he, important right. things. So, so it was really helpful for me. And then when I went to seminary, I can remember in seminary just looking back and 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 searching out his sermons to help me think through how to put together sermons because it was simple, practical, and from the Bible. And that was really helpful for me in understanding how to preach. And, and before we uh, started recording, I, I was reminding Dr. Merritt that 10 or 11 years ago, I actually wrote a doctoral paper on, um, on his preaching, and he actually— let me interview him. I spent about 30 minutes talking to him on the phone one afternoon. It was just a real blessing to me. And so we're happy to have him today. Amen. He is uh, the former president of the Southern Baptist Convention, served as president of our convention a number of years ago, written a number of books. In fact, you've got a new book that's out, right, Dr. Merritt? I do. As a matter of fact, uh, I just I didn't use during the mission. It's called Character Still Counts. Mm. Uh, came out in February and really excited about it. Good, good. So you can go on Amazon or any bookstore and grab that, and I'm sure it'll be a blessing to you. So here's what I appreciate about Dr. Merritt, and, and here's what he's going to help us think through today. Um, he has the heart of an evangelist, and and so I follow him on Twitter, and it seems like, you know, three or four times a week, he's posting something about somebody he led to the Lord, just like random people, 
Like like the pizza man shows up at his house to deliver pepperoni pizza, and the next thing you know, the pizza man knows Jesus Christ. Amen. Or the guy shows up to, to connect his cable box, and the next thing you know, the cable man knows Jesus Christ. And Amen. so you, you, you take advantage of the opportunities that God gives you to share the gospel. And, and so here at Northwood, what we don't want to happen is for this crisis to take our focus off mm-hmm. of the mission. And, and I just want you to help us, Dr. Merritt, just to think real practically about how we, how our people here at our church can continue to be focused on the mission and be real practical in sharing the gospel even during this crisis time. So, so can you help us think through that? Can you give us some ways that we can do that? Sure. And uh, first of all, Tommy, Trey, and all of you, thanks for letting me be on the uh, the podcast. I'm, I'm really honored to be with you guys. And, and by the way, when this is over, if you'll uh, get me some in- contact info, I'll send both of you, all three of you guys, a signed copy of my book. I'd love Man, to that's awesome. awesome. Thank you, sir. Um, let, let me just tell you this, and I want to kind of kind of digress what we were talking about a while ago. The, the, one of the best things your church could do, and we're trying to get our church to do it, uh, Tommy, what a great way right now to connect with neighbors mm. that we don't even know. Mm. Well, let me give you an example of something that we're doing. This is just a practical, hey, everybody can go do this. So I live in a community of about 40 homes. And I, I don't know a lot of my neighbors. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm very busy and in and out and all that stuff. So my wife and I came up with this idea. We've got to 20 of them. We're still working through it. We did this, started this about two and a half weeks ago. She's baking a loaf of banana nut bread. Mm. And then we've got a little little letter that has our contact info, email address and, and, and you know number. And, uh, you know, our, where we live, our home address, with two questions. How can we pray for you? How can we serve you? And then also in that is, uh, is one of our, we, our, our evangelism program is called Best News. And so we're, we're giving people our, 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 our best news card, okay, mm-hmm. and, and uh, in, inside. So what we do, we've been going to every house in our neighborhood. I ring the doorbell. I step back. Of course, most of the people have, you know, know who I am. I didn't know that. So I'm saying, hey, I'm saying, oh, yeah, Dr. Mary. I said, well, look, I said, my wife just baked a hot loaf of banana nut bread. This is for you, you guys to enjoy. We want to know how we can serve you, how we can pray for you. Our contact information is there, in there. But there's a little card called Best News. It's the best news you'll ever hear in your life. And I, I want you to take a chance to read it. Well, uh, two and a half weeks ago, one of my neighbors that lives about 14, 15 houses up the street around a cul-de-sac for me, I, you know, I only met him a couple of times because of that, tuned into our service online two mm. weeks ago and got saved. Oh, wow. Uh, mm. awesome. So my point is, this is a great time to be proactive. Just because you're at home doesn't mean you have to stay in your home. Mm-hmm, yeah. well, it's a great opportunity to get out. And you don't have to bake a banana bread, but everybody go to your neighbor, give them something, a little gift or a little, you know, something that, uh, uh, you know, that would, that would be, uh, you know, an entree to them. Ask them, how can I serve you? How can I pray for you? Who's going to turn that down? And then give them a little gospel tract or, or whatever you can give them in a gospel form. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And we've already got, we got two mails this week. One from a couple, I think they're Vietnamese. And they don't speak very good English. I, I've seen them out in the yard. Sent me a broken English email. Thank you so much. We really appreciate mm. this and appreciate you, you know, acknowledging us. So you, you, you don't really know. So what I'm saying is the gospel is still not hindered. Yeah. Amen and there's still that. some creative ways to get the gospel out. And we were talking a minute ago, and, and, and this is a good example, Tommy. The key word of evangelism is intentionality. Mm-hmm. You, you, we, at the end of every day, I, I can tell anybody at the end of every day, exactly what they did with their life. I don't have to, I don't have to watch it. I don't have to know their name. We do what we intentionally do, want to do. That's right. Not That's what right. we say we intend to do. People say, well, 
I intended to do that. Well, no, you really didn't because if you did, you'd have done it. <laughs> so what we really intentionally do, want to do, we do. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we do what we intentionally really want to do. So one of the things that, one of the keys to really becoming gospel-centered and having gospel conversations, you've got to get up every morning with a mindset, I'm going to be intentional today. Right. Lord, if you'll give me an opportunity, I'll either take it or I'll make it. So if here's, here's an example. We talked about it. Yeah, I've had people come to, my, come to our home, work on our refrigerator, work on our washing machine, whatever, that I've shared the gospel with and I've led to Christ. That was an opportunity that I took. God brought it to me. I realized it. And so I took it. On the other hand, there are opportunities that you make. You don't mm. take them, you make them. That's mm. what I'm doing right now. We got 20 more homes we're going to. We're going to be taking these gospel tracks to all these homes. As we get out and walk around, if a neighbor will stop and talk, we're going to share the gospel with them. Here's another good example. So, you know, we in our convention, Tommy, as you know, we're asking everybody to have one person. Who's your one? Everybody have one person. Right. They're going to try to have a gospel conversation with lead to Christ. Well, I've got about eight or nine ones, you know. So <laughs> my one on the Sunday before Easter, I've got a one I've been working on for three years. He's, he's, a, he's a financial advisor. He's in his early 70s lives, lives uh, in Atlanta, downtown Atlanta, actually came to our Easter service last year. So it's kind of a sad story. Came to our Easter service last year. His name's George. He got under such conviction, Tommy and Trey, he got under such conviction. He was sitting on about to my left on the third row from the front. He was gripping the back of the chair oh, wow. in front of him with tears coming down his cheeks. Wow. He was under such conviction. So before Easter, I called him. Number one, I called him. I said, hey, George, it's Doc. He said, oh, hey, Doc, how are you? I said, George, you know why I'm calling? I want you to know I'm burdened for you. I really want you to come to know the Lord. I shared my testimony with him again. And I said, George, I want you to watch our Easter service this year. I know you can't come. He said, Doc, I'll, I'll do it. I said, okay, I'm going to send you a link. I sent him not only a, an email with a link so he could tune into the Easter service. I shared the, I shared the gospel in the email again and I sent him a PDF of our best news track mm. so he could read the best news track himself. My point is we can use computers. We can still go to go door to door. We can text, we can email, we can make phone calls. There's still a way we can be out there sharing mm -hmm. the gospel and having gospel conversations. So I just want to say to, you know, I, I love that verse, Tommy, the last verse in the book of Acts mm. where it says the gospel was unhindered. Right. Amen. The gospel is still unhindered. Mm. And thank God, think about this, thank God that we live in such a technologically advanced age that even though, in effect, we're under house arrest, mm. there's still creative ways we can get out there, share the gospel, have gospel conversations, and let people know that we care about their eternal soul. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this question, because you, you said, you know, that keyword intentionality. So just practically speaking, walk me through it. When, when you get up in the morning, I mean, are you praying for those opportunities? What does that look like for you? Like when you get up in the morning, you, you just wake up, God, give me some opportunities. I mean, help us to understand that. Absolutely. I, I get up and I, first thing I'll say is I'll say, Lord, today, if you will give me an opportunity, I will take that opportunity to steer any conversation I possibly can to a gospel conversation. And then I'll say, Lord, uh, let my eyes be open and my ears be sensitive to, to be looking for uh, opportunities or, yeah. or be looking for ways, you know, that I can share uh, the gospel. Today happens to be, Tommy, on Tuesday, 
Today happens to be the day I pray for lost people. I've got a list of lost people I pray mm. for every Tuesday. I just prayed for them this morning. So I, you know, I, I, I mean, I could give you the, rattle off the names. You wouldn't know who they are, but I could rattle off whether it's Lisa or whether it's George or whether it's uh, 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 Izzel, uh, uh, whether it's um, uh, Pete. I, I can rattle off names to you of people that I am praying for. And so I'm probably going to take uh, probably the guy that's the head pro out at my golf club. Uh, I'm going to shoot him an email today, probably. So I want you to know I'm praying for you, thinking about you, you know, and just want to make sure everything's okay, that kind of thing. So anyway, in fact, I am going to do it now and talk to you for sure. Uh, but, <laughs> but, 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 but those are, that's the first thing that I do. But let me get into something very practical that I think you'll, you'll appreciate. The, the hardest thing for the average person to do, I really do believe this, Tommy. I believe people that truly do love the Lord and people who truly have been born again, I believe they truly do want to see people saved. Absolutely. I believe they truly do want to be an instrument that God uses to bring people to faith in Christ. I think the problem is, number one, is fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, they, they, they've got this idea somehow, if you don't have a doctor's degree, if you're not seminary trained, if you can't read the Greek New Testament, if you've not memorized a ton of scripture, if you're not quick on your feet, you're just not good enough to do it. All of those things are absolutely false, by the way. Mm-hmm. But they've allowed the devil to convince them, hey, or, or here's another one, it's not my gift. Mm-hmm. Well, the cold hard truth is, yes, some people are gifted more than others, and some people, and I do, I'm being honest, I believe I do have the gift of evangelism, but we all have the command to evangelize, mm-hmm. whether you're gifted to do it or not we all have the command to do you know uh, i'll be honest mercy is not my gift mm. but i know god wants me to be merciful there you right go. there you go so 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 but people are, and then and then i think there's this situation where people they they, they they got two problems i don't know how to get into it and i don't know how to get out of it mm. so this is what i share with people but here's i'm, I'm going to take you through the way i get yes, into it please do please do so Let's imagine, let's just imagine that you are, are, are uh, uh, Trey, get on an airplane with me. Okay, so you sit next to you, sit down next to me. So we, I start up a conversation. Hey, my name's James. Hey, well, my name's, my name's Tommy. My name's Trey. Oh, that's great. So, um, well, Trey, what do you do? Well, I'm an insurance salesman. Oh, that's great. You have a family? Yes. I'm just talking about Trey. Well, eventually, Trey's going to ask me that question. So, James, what do you do? Hmm. I'm not so front front. I say, well, uh, I'm I'm a I'm a pastor of a church. Now, normally, you'll get two responses. Number one, they'll act like you just they just discovered you have COVID nineteen. That's <laughs> that's real. Or, or the other reaction is kind of kind of nonchalant. Oh, really? Okay. So that's my opening, and then I'll say, um, you know, since I am a pastor, uh, I, I like talking about spiritual things. Can I ask you a question? And they'll say, well, yeah. And I'll say, do you mind talking about spiritual things? So I'm asking permission. Mm-hmm. So if, that, if, if someone says, and they do from time, well, I'd rather not. Okay, then I know God's not working. We're done. I'm not going to push anything on anybody. I'm not out, out at all. If they say, well, no, I don't mind. Well, then I'm off to the races. Yeah. I say, okay, great. I say, uh, well, can I, let me ask you this spiritual question. Well, I may ask them, do you have any basic spiritual beliefs? Or what, what, what's your basic belief about God? I, but I'm just now, I'm in the conversation. Mm. So it doesn't matter what they say unless they immediately give me a clear-cut testimony that they've been born again and trusted Christ, which never happens, hardly ever. 
But if, if unless they do that, I say to them, okay, so now we're in the spiritual flow. I ask another permission question. Can I share with you the best news I've ever heard in my life? Mm. And so, I mean, Tommy, I've never had one person say, nah, not interested. I mean, sure, if it's the best news in the world, I'm all in. Sure, what is it? Then I'll say, well, I I can't share the best news till I share the bad news. Mm. They'll say, what's the bad news? Well, the bad news is, frankly, it's something I knew about you when you got on this airplane, uh, uh, Trey. And you say, "Uh, really? Yeah, and I say, you know what I learned about you on this airplane? Well, you, you care about your job. You're a good father. You're a good husband. You're, you're good to people. You're easy to talk with. You're a nice guy. You try to do the right thing. So I'm trying to set him up. But I also know this about you. You're not perfect. Mm-hmm. You'll go, well, nobody's perfect. I said, you're exactly right. Nobody's perfect. We've all got problems. We've all got skeletons in our closet. Mm-hmm. We've all got screw-ups. We've all done things we wish we'd never done. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know what? We call those things the Bible calls sin. Mm-hmm. Here's the bad news. Not only are we sinners, we're all sinners. But because God's perfect and we're not, we're separated from God. So the bad news is we're sinners separated from God. They'll always do this. Tommy, 100% of the time, they'll say, well, what's the best news? <laughs> I, I love it when they do that because this is what I really hit them. I'll say, well, I can't tell you the best news. I got to tell you the worst news. They'll go, you mean it gets worse? I say, yeah, it gets worse. That's good. Well, what's the worst news? Then I'll say, well, now tell me again, now what's the bad news? Well, the bad news is I'm a sinner separate from God. Okay, well, here's the worst news. There's nothing you can do to mm. take care of your sin problem. Nothing. Mm. I said, now, let me tell you what some people try to tell me. They'll say, well, you know, I, I know I need to start going to church. Well, that just makes you a religious sinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody says, well, uh, you know, I, I, I need to get baptized. Well, that just makes you a wet sinner. Mm. And somebody <laughs> says, well, um, I, I'll start giving money to the poor. Well, that just makes you a generous sinner. <laughs> well, I'll try to be a better person. Well, that just makes you a better sinner. <laughs> now, at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do to take care of your sin problem. Mm-hmm. Religion won't do it. Rituals won't do it. Righteousness won't do it. The church can't do it. Baptism can't do it. Your goodness can't do it. At the end of the day, it's like trying to take paint off the wall with the water. It won't come off. There's nothing you can do to take care of your sin problem. Mm-hmm. Then they'll say, well, what's the best news? Wow. I will say, well, now, first of all, now, what's the bad news? Well, I'm a sinner separated from God. Well, what's the worst news? Nothing I do to take care of my problem. That's right. Now, before I tell you the best news, let me tell you the good news. <laughs> good news is that Jesus loves you so much. Jesus wants you to be forgiven of all of your sins so much, and Jesus wants to spend eternity with you so badly. Mm. He did for you what you couldn't do for yourself. Mm. You see, Remember you said you weren't perfect? Yeah, because nobody's perfect. Well, that's not really true. Nobody is perfect except one human being Mm. who was perfect, Mm. and his name is Jesus. He was perfect. And you know why that's such a big deal? Because when Jesus died on the cross, his shoulders were so broad and his back was so strong, God could load up every sin of every human being that's ever lived or ever will live, and he put every one of them on Jesus. And Jesus paid for all of your sins. And to prove that he cashed the check, God raised him from the dead. Mm-hmm. You owe a debt, Trey. You can't pay. Mm-hmm. Jesus paid your debt. He didn't know. So the good news is Jesus has done for you what you can't do for yourself. Right. He has paid for all of your sins. 
Mm. They'll say, is it time for the best news? I said, yep, time for the best news. <laughs> but then I'll ask them the question, what's the bad? What's the worst? Because I want to make sure they've heard me, right? Sure, sure. So they say, okay, here's the best news. I'll say, you know, to get into heaven, you got to have a ticket. They'll say, really? I'll say, yeah. On one side of that ticket, it says eternal life. On the other side of that ticket, it says forgiven. Got to have a ticket. I'll say, mm. you ready for the best news? Yeah. I'll say, it's absolutely free. Mm. Mm. Doesn't cost you a thing. They'll go, what? I'll say, yeah. And then I give this illustration. Uh, if you guys have time, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, so sure. So I use it. This is, I love to give this illustration. I'll say, you know anything about football? We got a little bit. I'll say, well, you know, the two hardest tickets in sports to get, you know what they are? A ticket to the World Cup final mm -hmm. and a ticket to the Super Bowl. Mm. Those are the two hardest tickets to get in all the sports. I said, guess what? I got to go to the Super Bowl in 2008. You know how much my ticket cost? No. I said, it was free. <laughs> I said, now tickets were going for $2,000 a pop. I went for free. And they said, really? I said, yeah. I said, now, I want you to imagine. I'm going to tell you how I got that ticket in a minute. But I said, I want you to imagine that I, I, I fly out to Detroit. I go to Ford Field. I walk in line. I come up to you. You're the ticket guy. I want you to imagine I come up to you and I say, now, Trey, I really need to get in this game. And let me tell you why. I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I've been about the terrible tower since I was a kid. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm a big, 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 big fan. And, and I'm going to tell you every reason why you all let me in that game, okay? I'm a Baptist pastor. I've been faithful to my wife at that time for 30-something years. I've been a good father to my children. I've always paid my taxes. I, I've never had an affair. I, I, I ain't got a speeding ticket. I've always paid my taxes, and I'm telling you, I'm a great guy. You're going to look at me and ask me one question. What's that question, Trey? Where's your ticket? <laughs> That's great. You know, Where's your what ticket? I've done. Yeah. Where's your ticket? And I said, one of these days, you're going to stay, you're going to die and stand at the door of heaven. God's just going to ask you one question. He doesn't care how high a corporate ladder you climb. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care how much money you gave to charity. He doesn't care if you pastored 30 churches. He doesn't care if your church had 40 campuses. He doesn't care if you got baptized so many times the tadpoles know your social security number. He doesn't care. <laughs> he wants to know one thing. Where's your ticket? Mm -hmm. I'm offering you today the ticket to eternal life. Mm. And they'll just, I mean, it just kind of stunts him. And I says, now I just have two last questions. Sure. Do you understand everything I just shared with you? Well, yeah. Okay. Let's just play the tape back. So what's the bad news? I go through it again. Man, okay, good. All right. Can you think of any reason that you could give God that God would accept right now? Why you couldn't accept that free ticket? Well, no, I can't. You're right. Cause there isn't one. Mm -hmm. So would you let me do two things? I keep asking permission. Would you let me do two things for you? Would you let me pray for you? And then would you be willing to pray with me? And would you be willing to ask Christ to come into your life? Trey, I'm not making this up. That's how I do it. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. That's great. But, but, but here's, here's the thing I want your people to hear. I just ask permission. I'm not shoving anything down mm -hmm. anybody's throat. I'm not going to try to go. I'm not offending anybody. If you say no, okay, we'll talk about football, basketball, soccer. If you don't talk about but if you say yes, we're off to the races. Yeah, right. And then that it's so easy to remember, Trey. Bad news, worst news, good news, best news. It's all right there. That's really good. That's really good. So you said a couple of things that have been really helpful for me. 
one, you, you said we make opportunities and we take opportunities, right? That was really good. You said, man, we are intentional, right? And you're looking for those intentional opportunities. Now, now, and you've said this, you're a pastor. And so when you're on that airplane or you've got that cable guy coming to your house, ask what you do. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pastor. Well, obviously, um, most people in our church aren't a pastor, right? And, and what we discovered this year was there's a lot of people in our church that have never had the opportunity mm-hmm. or have never taken the opportunity to share the gospel. And so what would your encouragement be uh, sure. to that to that guy who has never shared the gospel and he's scared to death to do so, but he wants to, but he's struggling with it. What's your encouragement to him to take that step of faith and actually for the first time share the truth of Jesus? Great question. Okay. So think about this. This is what I'd say to that person. How many times do you have a conversation with, with neighbors or strangers and you don't ask permission to talk about what you're talking about. For example, you're in Walmart, you're standing in line behind somebody, you're checking out, and y'all, you, you knew that there was a tornado warning. You just got a tornado warning. And you look at that guy and you say, man, I well, sure hope that tornado doesn't hit while we're in here. And he says, yeah, I know. He said, boy, can you believe how much rain we've been having? All of a sudden, you're talking about the weather. Did you, did you ask to talk about the weather? You just struck up a conversation, right? We do it about weather. We do it about sports. We do it about politics. We do it about family. We do it about kids. We do it about the economy. We everything else. Mm. So here's what I'll simply say. This is so easy. You don't have to be a pastor to ask, to say that, make this statement, ask a question. Hey, you know, I just believe there's more to life than, than just this. I think there's more to life than the material and the physical. I believe there's a spiritual side to life, and I I like to talk about spiritual things. Do you mind if we have a spiritual conversation? Do you mind if we talk about spiritual things? Anybody can do that. Anybody can do that. It's just that easy. And so so the way I tell people is anybody can ask a permission question. So, Tommy, Trey, there are a lot of times, and Tommy, there are a lot of times I have these conversations. They don't know I'm a pastor. Right. I just gave you one example. There are lots of there are guys that come to my house. They don't know my pastor. Right. Right. I'll say to them, "Hey, hey, uh, how long have you been doing this job? Yeah, do you like your job? Well, yeah, I like it. You got a family? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Hey, can I ask? Do you mind if I ask you a question? Well, no, I don't. I, I, I while you're here, I, I really like to talk about spiritual things because I think there's more to life than just the physical. Do you mind if we have a spiritual conversation? I haven't, I've never had anybody turn me down yet in my own mm. home. I guess it happened, but, but my point is anybody can do that. So that's what I would yeah, say. Yeah. It's not about, again, the reason why I evangelize is not because I'm a pastor. Yeah, I was evangelizing before I became a pastor. That's right. Mm. You don't evangelize because you're a pastor. You evangelize because you're a Christian. Amen. Mm. That's good. So it's just a matter of just, just asking. So the way I, I just, if I could get two, two words into your, in your people's minds, permission evangelism, just ask for permission. Mm-hmm. We talk about so many things we don't even ask permission for. This is one thing. Just ask for permission. Yeah. But and, and here's why that's such a good thing. That's where you find out where the Spirit of God is moving. Mm-hmm. I just want to go where the Spirit of God is moving. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Paul did the same thing. Jesus said, look, if you go into a town, they won't receive you. Shake the dust off your feet and move on. Mm-hmm. God's not mm-hmm. moving there. Don't force anything. Same thing that I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so. Right now in this COVID crisis, there's still opportunity to be intentional. There's practical things that we can do. We can take that step of faith. Any other words of encouragement you have for us as we're thinking about how to share the gospel during this crazy time? Well, you know, the one thing I would say is this. If if there's ever been a time that we should never be more, I mean, I can't even think of a way or a time we should ever be more convinced of both the need for the gospel 
and the power of the gospel. It ought to be now. We're, we're, I mean, our country right now is drowning in a sense of helplessness mm-hmm. and hopelessness. Mm-hmm. Now, here's, here's, here's the, the bad news and the good news. The bad news is right now, we are pretty helpless yeah. against this thing right now. We don't have a vaccine. We don't have anything right now. We don't have a bullet in our gun. That's kind of the bad news. The good news is if there is a God in heaven and this God does love us enough to send his son to die for us, we are not hopeless. Absolutely. And we're not going through this by ourselves. Absolutely. And there are a lot of people out there that desperately need to hear that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. by the way, one last thing I would say, Trey, is this. I say this to everybody. And I'd say this if, if I were talking to my own church people, because I've said it to them. So I would say this to your church people. So I'll kind of help pastor your people for a minute with your permission. Please do. If, if you go through this crisis, and you come out of this crisis exactly the same way you came in. Mm. You didn't grow closer to the Lord. You didn't have a greater fire for the gospel. You didn't have a greater concern for people without Christ. Because, hey, by the way, there's a virus that flows through the human through the veins of every human being called sin that's going to kill every one of us. Mm. And the only antidote to that is the gospel. That's right. So if you come on the other side of this, and all you basically do is put God back on the shelf and go back to living life the way you were living it before— you have wasted a big crisis. Don't waste this crisis. Draw closer to God. Get into his word. Spend time in prayer. Get a burden for lost people. Find creative ways to share the gospel. That's really, really, really helpful. Really helpful. Well, Pastor Tom, has been awesome. Dr. Merritt, this has been great. We appreciate you coming and being a part and sharing with us. And uh, this is going to be great to help us in our faith and walking forward with the Lord and sharing the gospel. So, Pastor Tommy, why don't you close us out? and. Uh, as we uh, close for this day and look forward to next week. All right. Thank you so much again, Dr. Merritt, for joining us. It's been Thank a pleasure. You, you have encouraged you. us. Yes, you've encouraged us and blessed us uh, tremendously. And and if you want to, to hear Dr. Merritt preach, he is an outstanding preacher of God's Word. Touchinglives.org is where you can check him out. Uh, grab his new book and, and read through that. I'm sure it's going to be a blessing to you. Uh, and we do hope that this short time we've had together today has helped you and encouraged you in your walk with Jesus and given you a greater desire to share the gospel in these difficult days. And we hope uh, that you'll take a moment right now to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so, so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. We hope that you'll share this with a friend. And as always, we hope that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life. Mm